and welcome to episode 61 of the Retro Game Time Machine podcast. This week, time travelers, we're having a chat about Battle Garega and going back to the year 1996. At the time of recording, it is November the 17th, 2022. I am Ashley Newton, and joining me through a series of tubes is my co-host, Andy the Android. Hello. Whoa, you're coming in hot. <laughs> oh, sorry. I, I might have had my mic a little closer than There normal. we go. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but hey. <laughs> gain, gain, is, oh, gain is turned down, I think. Anyway. Um, <laughs> what an introduction. Um, how, are, how are you? Doing well. I uh, can't really complain. Things, things have been going nice. Had a nice little, nice little weekend uh, with some friends. Uh, went to an Airbnb on the beach, uh, a little little ways north from here. It was very very nice, even though it was kind of cold outside. Yeah, well, that's that's what you just bring your warm clothes, right? Yeah, well, also like the backyard of the place backed up to the beach, and there was enough like trees and other, I guess, shrubbery. <laughs> sure, yeah, to make it so that. We weren't in a really windy area, even though it was pretty windy outside. So, like, okay. it was cool. That is, yeah, that is nice. Had some nice little, like, heaters. There was a fire pit area. Anyway, uh-huh. cool cool place to hang out for a weekend. Yeah, yeah. I love, I love being up in the trees and, and, and fires and, you know, warm things. It's, it's very cabin-like, right? <laughs> yeah. Especially when you have those two things near the beach. Uh, they're... In, in the state that we live in, there, there are places that you can, where you can go that are like that. And I, I really enjoy those places. Oh yeah. It was super nice. I'd love to stay at that place again, but anyway. Yeah. But what's, what's been going on with you? Um, you know, it it seems like a lot. It definitely seems like, you know, the holiday season is in full swing at this point. Next week, man. Thanksgiving. What? <laughs> yeah. And when did, how did that happen? You know, um, and it's just, it's really funny. I, I'm just amused by the time of year just because it, it's like, you know, traffic is bad everywhere all the time, just all of a sudden, like as if, as, as if the area that I live in, there's suddenly like 30% or 40% more people than there usually are because there might be <laughs> because it's people true. are visiting. Right. So, it's true. um, people coming home and stuff and it's just like, I don't know. I just like. It's, it's interesting. I, it, it makes me like, it, it definitely, I fall into that point where I'm like, I eat out more often around this time of year just because things are busier. You know, I don't make time to go to the store or cook or things like that. Yeah. But it's like, so is everybody else. It's just difficult to. Yeah. Um, but luckily the, the place that I went to, I had a nice Greek salad from a local Greek place that, uh, our, our friend, uh, uh, Doddling idiot had recommended. <laughs> nice. <laughs> yeah, I went to a restaurant that Doddling idiot recommended. So cool, cool. Um, so yeah, it's, it was really good Greek salad. Um, that's that's it. That's a lot of words, but it's a lot of like kind of nothing. I've been playing some games whenever I can in my free time, but Same. things just feel busy. Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah, definitely. 
it's because it, it's what it's it's Black November now. It's not even Black Friday anymore. We've just like carved out November <sighs> for it is the season to be shopping. Yeah, exactly, <laughs> <laughs> exactly. I mean, I I'm I'm guilty of it too. I've been buying some things, right? So you know, bought bought a game, which I'll talk about a little bit later. Um, I purchased one of those fancy new. Uh, newfangled Dolby Atmos. Oh yeah, that's sound right. Systems. Yeah, so I, I I've really been enjoying that, and I, I guess I'll talk about it more um, later when we talk about the game. But it's uh, it's neat. Yeah, it's just different. Um, I was upgrading from a like you know hybrid soundbar system, which was probably the cheapest you could buy like twelve years ago. Okay, so <laughs> it was quite quite the jump. Um, but I really like just how. They got that fancy E arc, um, that, uh, yeah, yeah, audio yeah. return channel HDMI, which is just, it's cool just because you get more two way communication than you would with like optical or composite. Or but it's like, so. man, it's eating up an HDMI port. So a lot of the systems have an HDMI pass through to compensate with that. Oh, um, so this system actually has that, but oh, that's, that's handy. I, I couldn't get it working, but I can't t- tell if my PlayStation was just like in the wrong display mode or something like that. Okay. So I didn't troubleshoot it too much because I actually just have a spare HDMI cord. But yeah, I think I thought that was pretty smart that they have a pass through. Um, but yeah, just conveniences like when I turn on the TV, the sound bar just turns on, for example. So that's that's handy. Um, nice. But uh but yeah, I'm, I'm enjoying it. It's, it's just made, uh, the, the old soundbar I had just had this bad remote with like a little LCD screen on it that was basically invisible unless there <laughs> were like brand new fresh batteries in it. Otherwise it was just, you know, too faded to actually see. Oh, okay. And okay. yeah, so you had to f- use this separate remote and then you had to tell the TV specifically to like output to opticals. I was just like this, this has to go. I'm, re- I'm just tired of this. So um, so yeah, this one wasn't ridiculously expensive. So Dolby, Dolby Atmos is expensive, but as, as does the trend, the prices did eventually come down to where I would consider them reasonable. Cool. So, so yeah, that's, uh, yep. Holiday season, busyness, shopping, <laughs> turkey in the near future, I hope. Yeah. I got to figure out what the heck we're going to be eating this year. Um, yes. But anyway, well, um, so I just wanted to throw out a correction. So last episode, I very confidently stated that Psychonauts was episode five. I was wrong. It's episode four. Oh my god, I'm 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 unsubscribing. I'm actually going to disconnect. I, th- I think right episode now. five is Star Fox sixty four. Like, watch now. I got that wrong, and then I'll have to just keep this going. Yes. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> That's what you have to do. Um, so yeah, I just wanted to throw that out there just in case somebody actually knew off the top of their head that I was wrong. <laughs> <laughs> I, and I was just sitting there just eyes batted like, yep, he's right. Or they, it's or they, four. or like, they went back and like fact checked me and, but were nice <laughs> enough to not like send a scathing tweet or something. Oh yeah. And to that effect, um, there's no more Twitter account for our our podcast with all the madness of everything that's going on with Twitter. I'm like, you know what? I'm just, I'm going to deactivate it. Right. And so I did. Yeah. We're just going to, you know, just, uh, hide while the, while the storm is happening over there. I the mean, tweet storm. Uh, and... I hadn't, I hadn't used it in forever anyway. Yeah, so yeah. it doesn't really I, matter. I'm ready to get rid of my Twitter too. Cause I just haven't used it. So, 
Um, but if people, you know, if, if, if you're hearing this and you're like, man, I was just about to like tweet at you guys, what you can do is you can join our discord. Yeah. Uh, there is, there is a link at the retro game time machine website at retrogametimemachine.com, but don't forget to put the W's in front of it. <laughs> unless, Wait. you know, unless you search for it on the internet. But anyway, the reason I'm saying this is because we, we got a question. We got a question in our channel for the first time, and the channel has been there forever. So this is a monumentous occasion. <laughs> so Chrono, who has joined our uh, Retro Game Time Machine Discord, actually, he joined quite some time ago. Uh, but he just threw this in the channel the other day, and his question is, you've been doing this for a while already. Is there any game that you've covered that you feel like didn't get justice or you'd like to revisit sometime? And actually, so I'm going to leave it at that, and then I'll ask the follow-up question as well. Okay. So are there, are there any episodes that strike a chord with you, with, uh, I guess, to answer that question? Um, yes, I wanted to answer one. It was, was Doom really episode eight? Yeah, dude, I know. I, w I went back and I was looking at all of our episodes and I was like, I could have sworn Doom was way further into the show than episode eight. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's crazy. And especially cause that's like, we did that in October. Yeah. Um, two years ago, I guess. Yeah. Wow. Okay. Crazy. <laughs> um, anyway, that was, that was cool. That was a fun episode. Yeah, that was. But anyway. Yeah. I just wanted to point out, I, I definitely wish I could have finished Doom. I really wanted to. It was kind of uh, like I was having so much fun. I just like didn't give myself enough time. Um, I can probably point out like, like Super Mario. I think I finished Super Mario World. Um, I feel like there, there's a lot. Okay. This is hard because I'm, I'm kind of getting conflated that, um, whether I finished the game, like gave the game itself enough justice or didn't give enough justice on the show. Um, I, the, some of those early episodes we had sort of a rougher format. So that, that was, we, I we were still figuring it out. Yeah. We're still figuring it out. Um, and, but like, I would love to, you know, like talk about, um, more in depth, like, like half-life. That was our second episode. Like kind of talked more about the characters or more about the levels or enemies, <laughs> Wait, you know, I do, do you remember that we recorded that episode twice? Yes. I do remember <laughs> that. Yeah. Yeah. That was, I think it was in, was it in one day or something like that? Or maybe I think, I think, I think twice, I think it was twice in two days possibly. Yeah. Yeah. Cause I, I think that I had, I think I had the microphone like in my mouth, like, or something. It was just, it was really, the mic was really hot and it was blown out. Yeah. Yeah. It, well, that second episode was better. I felt like we just got yeah. it. Like it was a rehearsal. Right? Yeah. It was, it was more concise. It was our only episode with a rehearsal. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, it, I'm, I'm just going to go, I'm going to pick one here. I wish that I had actually finished Legend of Zelda Link to the Past. I did not give that enough justice and discussion and I still haven't finished it. I'm going to call myself out on that. I'm, oh. I'm only a couple dungeons away. I just never oh, dang, finished that it. game is good. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. So that one, I wish I could give it a little bit more justice. What, what about you? 
So I'm going to go back to uh, episode four, Psychonauts, mm-hmm. and say that, yeah, like just because of everything that was going on with the fires uh, here in California at that time and like yeah. leaving our house and taking our cats and going to my parents' house, like I didn't really have a place that I could be like, okay, I'm going to now set up my Xbox and play Psychonauts. Um, yeah. I don't know. Definitely not the ideal terms to experience any game for the first time. No, no. Um, So yeah, I mean, I, that's, that's one game that I really wish that I would have been able to finish. Also, honestly, Gen 1 Pokemon or episode nine, Mm, like that, like, but at the same time, I just was getting burnt out on it, I guess. Yeah. Like it just, it didn't feel right at the exact time that we were playing it. Um, I do have some thoughts on both of those games. And yeah. I, I just wanted to say that I know Psychonauts isn't for everybody. Like it, it's, and I, I think it was actually good to have, you know, maybe like sort of a different opinion, I guess, of the game that kind of helped balance me out of being like over the moon well, about it. Too. I mean, I like, I don't, I don't think I you didn't it, like didn't it. I? <laughs> yeah. You did like it. Exactly. I just like, I felt like it was good. Same with Pokemon. You know, there's a lot oh. of nostalgia fueled there for me. Um, I was I was actually uh, uh, listening to the Stream Machine podcast. Or a friend of the show, Minister Gold, actually hosts that. And he was interviewing a streamer by the name of Punish Venom Mom. Oh, hey. And, and yeah. You, you, and, yeah uh, I've watched, you, I've watched her play uh, New Vegas. Yeah, exactly. So she, she, you know, nice, nice, nice girl for sure. Um, she has a story about Gen One Pokemon. Uh, she was she shared the Game Boy and the game with her brother. Oh, but her brother had this the single save slot on it, and I I, don't, I can't remember if exactly if there was a story of of her actually erasing the save. But there was sort of a loophole in the you could start a new game, but as long as you didn't save you um you could play as long as you wanted oh so she actually like low-key became like a speedrunner of pokemon one because she would have to finish the game before the batteries died so she was actually she was able to beat that game in like three to four hours holy crap yeah i thought that was crazy too Uh, so she would actually complete the whole game while not disrupting her brother's save i thought that was so cool that is amazing (laughs) so that's um that's a that's a pretty lengthy episode of the stream machine but if you want to go check that out they're they're friends of ours so that's cool wow yeah anyway so i just i just thought it was funny because i think it took me eight hours to beat the game or something like that or nine and you were i think going on either maybe it was 24 hours i can't remember but like basically i mean like we played about the same amount of time but i had made it way far oh yeah (laughs) i was like i made i maybe made it like a quarter or something of the way into the game and you completed it in the same amount of time (laughs) yeah i just i can't remember what the game time was i think i was just impressed that i i had beaten it in in nine i feel like you had longer and didn't get as far and that's what yeah yeah that's i thought that that was kind of funny it was like oh i guess you know like my my knowledge of the game is like hacks at this point yeah basically because i'm like what's good against what yeah yeah (laughs) yeah exactly so we might this this question that chrono brought up i kind of thought about it i'm kind of like should we at some point revisit a game? I mean, there's so many retro games out there, you know, we can just keep 
I mean, there's, there's games that I definitely want to play. Right. Yeah. You know, like I feel, um, I feel like it'd have to be a pretty strong case to go back to one just because there's, there are so many out there. Like we screwed up that one so bad. We have to go back. (laughs) (laughs) We got to go back, Kate. Yeah. Um, okay. Well, the follow-up question that he had was if he had to make a different podcast with no gaming, what would it be about? Oh, and I wonder, I wonder if that's for like both of us hosting it or if it's like, or on an individual basis or both. Oh God. I was going to say, Oh, restoring retro game hardware, but (laughs) that's technically part of game. I know. I know. I kept thinking of like things that were gaming adjacent or somehow related, but not the same thing. Um, I don't, I don't know. I feel like maybe, maybe cooking. Uh, yeah. I mean, cooking, cooking would be really, Uh, that's, I mean, like gardening, I think is really cool. It's not a particularly talent, but like, um, uh, I'm like looking around my office for inspiration, but it's literally all video games. (laughs) That's the worst worst uh, office to look for inspiration. uh, Yeah. For for anything not gaming related. I'm like, uh, yeah. Um, I mean, I guess I, mean, I can talk about IT stuff in a podcast, yeah, but who I was wants to cheat. listen to that? <laughs> I was going to cheat and talk about computer hardware um, or like even Apple hardware. Like that would be kind of cool to talk about like memories of Apple products or things that we We're use the for the retro time. Apple time machine yeah. podcast. Hey, we're pivoting this we're, week. We're talking about the gen one iPod yeah, with yeah. its fancy buttons and click wheel. So, you know, I could do that, but then I would just say like, um, you, you should just go watch this does not compute because that's a great YouTube show for that kind of stuff. <laughs> I yeah. was just watching, uh, some of, some of that and man, it's, it's so good. There's so many computers yeah. that I don't even know existed, like, because they were invented when I was in diapers, like, yeah. And, and they're really cool. So, yeah, I don't, I don't know. I mean, the, those are things I could talk about, I guess. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. I mean, like, you know, I've, I've th- I think I've only talked about this like once or twice, but you know, like I, I do have other outdoor hobbies that I've done in the past, you know, and to varying degrees like surfing and snorkeling and beach life and camping. Camping is, it would be a cool podcast talking about being on the road and going places. I think that would be cool recording from different places around the world and talking about your experiences that yeah that's a pipe dream for you yeah (laughs) yeah i could talk about photography i guess but like i don't know it's not i don't yeah i don't know Uh, yeah how do you convey (laughs) photography in audio form (laughs) i mean i guess it would just be talking about gear yeah absolutely but all right well now, well, how do you talk about video games in audio form? <laughs> Just like this. Anyway, sorry. Exactly. We get to talk about a st- there there's a narrative, there's action, there's graphics. <laughs> there's sound. <laughs> yes, uh, there you go. Anyway. Sound. You got me. Okay. So are we we good on that? Should we move on to the news? Yeah, let's move on. Chrono, I just want to say thank you so much for asking the question, for being the first. 
maybe this will inspire others. Or maybe yeah. they'll be like, those were terrible answers. Please, nobody ever ask a question again. <laughs> <laughs> Possibly, yeah. Uh, we'll see. All right, so news. Uh, Netflix announces Gears of War live action film and animated series. I think this is great because uh, I, I really like, well, I still haven't beaten Gears 5. But mm, everything leading oh. up to it, I had a lot of fun with. Yeah, I haven't. Do you want to play that sometime? <laughs> We'd have to play it over, but <laughs> what Gears should... Five? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I mean, I I started. Actually, I wonder how many people can play. What I think the third place person can play is Jax. Is that right? Is that the little robot thingy? Yeah. Oh yeah, that's right. Because I think I think I played some three player of that at some point. Mm. Like for a mission or two. Yeah. But yeah, uh, a, a rabid, a rabid jalopy, and I started that together. But because he and I, he and I have played through every single Gears game except that game together. Mm. Mm. So, anyway, man, I, I think this is going to be great. Well, I hope anyway. Yeah, it's uh oh yeah, followed by an adult animated series. Good. I'm glad it's not a kids show. <laughs> <laughs> Because, you know, using a chainsaw bayonet on grubs isn't exactly what um, is going to be on something like, I don't know what the new kids shows are. I was going to, I was going to say Barney, but it's like, <laughs> okay, grandpa, yeah. Barney hasn't been a thing in a long time. <laughs> yeah. So anyway, um, yeah, generally I think this is good news. I'd like to see some Gears of War stuff. You know what? Barney slaps. I, I, um, <laughs> I watched some YouTube Barney recently and I'm like, why did I hate Barney so much when I was a kid? This, this show is actually kind of fascinating. Like <laughs> what's actually happening. Like they're, they're, te- they were talking about how to brush your teeth properly. They had little songs, you know, singing. I'm like, this is good information. Like <laughs> I could have been watching this. I could have been learning, you know? So I, I, I don't think Barney got a lot of hate. I don't, I don't, I feel like it was kind of messed up. Okay. Well, my audio might sound different now. Um, <laughs> cause I think we have to probably use my backup audio for the beginning. So anyway, for those of you who noticed without me saying something, well, I guess I already said something, so never mind. Um, but you have a good ear. So, okay, Gears of War, that stuff is coming. Uh, animated series, adult series, and the movie. But what's next? Um, well, there's also one thing that a Bioshock movie is also in the works. So there's a little footnote on this article, oh, which I thought was kind of cool. Bonus information. Bonus information. So I don't know who's, who's doing it, but that, I think that that's... Uh, that's cool. And Sonic Prime. I don't know what that is, but we'll find out one day. <laughs> uh, yes. Next up, uh, we have, uh, you can now read all 285 issues of Nintendo Power Online. So um, Kotaku's reporting that that uh, someone has basically digitally scanned all the uh, Nintendo power issues, which is really cool. And I would really like to check this out. Uh, at some point I'm not, I haven't lifted a finger to go run out and download it. Cause I'm kind of like 
shoot, I need to like read modern retro magazines like uh, Retro Gaming Magazine. That's a great one. But uh, yeah, this is, I mean, this is really cool. Continuing the, you know, I'm glad everything is slowly being digitalized and so it can be preserved and watched and listened to, enjoyed maybe what, 300 years from now? Exactly. Yeah. Um, I just, you know, I really like reading like the Game Informer issues from back in the day talking about, you know, these major super popular games um, that basically we got interviews of mid development and then maybe these, some of these games, like I'll just say, for example, one I remember is Bioshock infinite. I remember reading about that one. So Bioshock again, uh, and basically them talking about some of the enemy types and things. And that game had sort of a tumultuous development and radically changed a few times. And when you play that game, you kind of understand like why, (laughs) because it's a roller coaster ride. Like, Oh my God, what's happening now? Um, anyway, I just, I think it's really cool to read those exclusives and because it's a rare peek into the development of games. Yeah. I really, I just want to download these. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I just want to, I want to read them all and unofficially available in the dot CBR format. I don't know what that format is, but I heard it's good for, it's a good magazine reading format. (laughs) Yeah, actually. So, uh, you can, you can use apps like comiXology if that's Uh, still an app. I know that I've read a lot of CBR file, um, things in them. Oh, I remember I used to read comics digitally. It was actually really cool. Um, I think it was Marvel. They had a, uh, it was before Disney acquired them, I think, but you could, you could basically like double tap on a pane and, or double click. And basically you could watch, have it scroll one sort of frame at a time. So, you know, like when you're reading comics, like the corner of your eye will spoil what's happening next, you know, like, yeah, you can can sort of properly read them in order, you know, and really get the art like full screen. I, anyway, I thought that was really cool. Um, (sighs) they might've already taken the ability to download these away. uh, At least, at least in mass. Yeah, it is possible. But, um, now that it's out there, I think it's going to be floating around and fingies crossed. Yeah. Yeah. Dang. I missed my opportunity. Um, all right. Well, excited for that. Yes. And so I, I've, I've, uh, read through the, uh, well, a good chunk of the walking dead series in the way that you just described, like, mm-hmm. like with a digital comic book reader. And it is very cool. It, that, that is an interesting piece of lore or interest, you know, just like some of these really popular things, walking dead TV show, walking dead video games, walking dead comics. You can experience walking dead in three different mediums. Of course, they're all bespoke in different stories, right? Yeah. And maybe, the, maybe the comics and the show might have some overlap. I don't know. Um, but anyway, I just, yeah, I mean, there's some, cool. but there's also definitely differences for sure. The only time that I think I was that into a lore was Dead Space, where I was watching the movies, I was reading the comics, I was playing the offshoot weird mobile games, like <laughs> just any bit of Dead Space I could get, I was playing it. 
All right. Well, the last thing that I threw into the news here is also from Kotaku, a whole damn book on Millennium Land Parties. Uh, It's a book just called Land Party, and it's saying Land Party documents this formative, extremely weird point in video game history. Yeah. These are wonderful images. (laughs) They're very, very nostalgic to me. Um, cause I attended and hosted many a land party and it was such a good time, man. It's, yeah. it's just not a thing that really happens anymore. The same group of people that I used to land with, we always, we always talk about it. We're always like, man, you know what? Six months from now we should have a land. And then like, they're all parents. yeah so that just doesn't happen so you know i just look forward to the day when i'm in a retirement home with hopefully a bunch of other gamers and we can just have a land party yeah yeah this was funny because i used to land you know again pre-covid days uh with some friends every once in a while probably like we'll just say late high school, college years. And it was, it was a, probably a little bit different than some of the land stuff that you've done because it's, it was just like, we were all using our like laptops that we used for school. And dang, that would have been um, convenient. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It was. Um, so there, there was that. And we played games like Warcraft three, you know, um, a good amount of Starcraft. I, I remember what I thought was really cool is that when I learned how on my, uh, my MacBook, I would, I basically would create a wireless network from my laptop and then people or I would have my friends on their PCs join that wireless network and then that would create a LAN. So we were wirelessly landing <laughs> around each other, nice, you know, directly to the computer. I thought that was cool. Yeah, StarCraft was uh, another another buddy from work and I we used to we used to play on the downtimes during our ship shifts. We'd uh do some land StarCraft on our MacBooks. That was cool. Uh there was one more example of this I wanted to Oh, Minecraft. We used to get together and play. That was that was sort of the WAN LAN where we'd all get together and play on a on a cloud server to, but together. So nice. <laughs> Hybrid. <laughs> Yeah, it was just a lot of Half-Life, Battlefield 1942, Call of Duty 2, and actually the original Call of Duty. Yeah. Um, the original Unreal was a big LAN game for us for a while. But, you know, also also played some Dota before Dota was Dota. What about Team Fortress? Oh, yeah, Team Fortress Classic yeah. as well. Yeah, um, okay. Yeah, I played that a lot just with my dad. Like probably the most, but yeah, we definitely land that. Oh, and, and the Counter-Strike betas. Mm, um, okay. Like I remember well, one of the first times we pulled that out at a LAN. Mm. Um, anyway, good times. Mm. Good times. Halo. That was another one. That's, that's technically a LAN. I see. I never, I never land Halo until Halo three when yeah. I went to somebody's house. Yeah. Um, oh, but it was only we... ever that one time. Cause like I'll, I, you know, I only, I, I, I only did PC gaming lands cause those were the friends that I had. Yeah. I, it was when we learned that, you know, like, okay, we get this ethernet cable, these two Xboxes 
get eight people, you know, four, you know, four to a team each in different rooms. And we'd trade people around to balance teams as best we could. Oh, it was magic. I just remember laughing hysterically until I could (laughs) crying, you know, like, Oh, some of the most fun I've ever had. You know, uh, the, the halo channel in Slack was pretty fun a few years ago. Yes. Yeah, that's right. Being able, (laughs) being able to actually, so never mind. I lied. I just was late to landing Halo. Yeah. Uh, Cause yeah, we got to do that. Did we do that with uh, up to four Xboxes? I think. Uh, um, Yeah. I think we did set it on occasion. Most of the time it was two. Yeah. But dang, that was fun. Yeah. And I remember switching, going from, oh, let's play Halo 2. No, this time, let's play Halo 3. You know, yeah. <laughs> like we just switch it up. <laughs> that, that was a lot of fun. Ah, good times. Yeah. But back to the book. I want to, I, I want this book. I so I saw something about how, I think if you go to the website, I think they're still accepting photos and things. So I actually might try to dig out some old land photos. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay, so th- so this isn't a published book yet. They're still working on it. <laughs> yes, okay. as far as I understand. Oh, you can so yeah, twenty eight days, twenty eight days to go. A photographic celebration of the energy drink fueled furniture rearranging multiplayer gaming trend and its nocturnal <laughs> participants. I like that. <laughs> yeah, it's very good. It's, it's a really ugly looking cover. I really hope they change that. But oh yeah, I'm sure. Really hope this is all placeholder with those yeah. numbers and anyway. Um, but I do love the concept. Well, do we got anything else? Do I have any any other thing that I can forget to start recording or have my <laughs> thing mess up and not record again? I don't know. Yeah. Um I think I think we should be good, I think. All uh, right. Well then should should we get in that time machine? Let's, let's get in the time machine. All right. Let's get in that time machine. <laughs> and we have arrived. It is February the 3rd, 1996. And what is, what is this beautiful song I'm hearing? The song that is playing on this radio. <laughs> the ever-present. Uh, yes, the ever-present radio is One Sweet Quantum Day. <laughs> <laughs> One sweet day for Mariah Carey featuring boys to men. Uh, and now that that wonderful song is finishing, uh, the most popular song of the UK is playing in Spaceman from Babylon Zoo. I, now, I, now I remember I forgot to listen to this song. I don't know oh, if I know it or not. Okay. Um, and it was unavailable on that link. So we'll see. I'm, I'm going to screen it and then I will let you know if I know it. Because if I know it, you most certainly must know it. Ah, we'll, we'll see. All right. Uh, other things happening this month in February of 1996, February 4th, the NFL Pro Bowl at Aloha Stadium, Honolulu, Hawaii. NFC beats uh, the AFC 20 to 13 and the MVP was Jerry Rice of the 49ers. Uh, February 5th, British supermarket chains stock genetically modified tomato puree, the first GMO food to be sold in the country. 
Uh, February 8th, NFL and Cleveland allows Art Modell to move his NFL franchise to Baltimore, but he has to leave the Browns name behind. February the 8th, the massive internet collaboration 24 hours in cyberspace takes place. I wish there was a link because I want I desperately want to know what 24 hours in cyberspace in 1996 looks like. Oh, <laughs> but there was no link for the source where I found that. Okay. Uh, February 10th, IBM computer Deep Blue becomes the first computer to win a game of chess against a reigning human chess champion, Gary Kasparov. Uh, February the 11th, the 46th NBA All-Star Game at the Alamo Dome in San Antonio, Texas. East beats West, 129 to 118. The MVP was none other than Michael Jordan of the Chicago Bulls. February 13th, British boy band Take That officially announced that they are disbanding, prompting the UK government to set up counseling phone lines. That's how heartbroken the entire country is, (laughs) that the government has to step in (laughs) to provide free counseling because a band broke up. To console people. (laughs) Yes. Uh, February 27th, American film production company Happy Madison Productions is founded by Adam Sandler. Hmm. And music release this month include All Eyes on Me from Tupac, uh, The Score from Fuji's, Murder Ballads from Nick Cave and the Bad Seeds, Roots from Sepultura, The Gray Race from Bad Religion, Set the Twilight Reeling from Lou Reed, Congratulations, I'm Sorry from Gin Blossoms, and the comedy album What the Hell Happened to Me from Adam Sandler. <laughs> Movies released this month include Rumble in the Bronx, Bottle Rocket, Muppet Treasure Island, Happy Gilmore, Mr. Wrong, Broken Arrow, Black Sheep, White Squall, and in the UK and Ireland, the movie Train Spotting came out this month. I just love that movie. Kind of. I mean, I love it, but I also don't because it's depressing. But anyway. Uh, I really, I really like Muppet Treasure Island. So I, was, <laughs> I had that VHS. I watched the hell out of it when I was six years old. <laughs> it was amazing. Oh, man, Happy Gilmore and Black Sheep coming out the same month. That's, yeah. that's some good stuff. Uh, video games released this month include Bamut Lagoon for the Super Famicom. I'm, I'm also throwing in Super Famicom games because I could not find any other notable games coming out this month that I had ever heard of. Um, so we have that for the Super Famicom. We have Front Mission Gun Hazard for the Super Famicom. Oh, also, those two games are Squaresoft games, so I thought maybe folks might know them. Mm. Uh, Civilization 2 for the Windows PC. Ripper from Take-Two Interactive for DOS. Terra Nova Strike Force Centauri also on DOS. And Zork Nemesis. <laughs> For the Windows PC. It's a big, big month for video games. <laughs> yeah. Zork Nemesis. <laughs> That's it. That's all she wrote. What about okay. what about the game that we're talking about? Uh yeah. Well, and and one brief thing. A spaceman from Babylon Zoo. I'm not sure if that qualifies as music or if it's more cats and dogs meeting. It's oh okay. <laughs> it's pretty rough. Um, I don't know <laughs> if it's just a bit bad quality, but it, man, oh, they were into some stuff back then. Anyway, <laughs> all right. Battle Gorega is the game that we're talking about. As stated previously, released February 3rd, 1996 in Japanese arcades, February 26, 1998 on the Sega Saturn, and December 15th, 2016 for the PlayStation 4, and released the following year 
on the Xbox One. Uh, today is playable on Xbox One and series consoles, PlayStation 4 and 5, and Japanese Sega Saturn and and arcade PCB. It's for the history programmer Shinobu Yaga. Yagawa uh, worked on this this game and he had previously worked on Rika in 1992. He would later work on games like Ibarra and its sequel Pink Sweets. Battle Garega was ported to the Sega Saturn in 1998. Due to the Saturn's lower resolution, this version plays on a compromised video screen by default, though the player can change the screen type on the options, allowing to to set it to shrunken mode or tilted mode. The player can also change the type of enemy bullets and unlock the sorcerer striker ships without having to input a code, as well as pick between various difficulty modes. This version comes with a new arranged soundtrack allowing to change between it and the arcade soundtracks, than the original arcade soundtrack, excuse me. Uh, Battle Grego was part of the PlayStation 4 and Xbox One in 2016 and 2017, respectively, by M2. This version, entitled Battle Grego Revision 2016, includes all options previously available in the Saturn port. New to this version is the addition of gadgets, information panels, which the player can put on the sides of the screen to customize to their liking. Uh, these allow players to keep track of score, button configuration, ship stock, boss stamina, and a timer, etc. One of those gadgets allows players to watch the game's internal rank at real time, which is displayed as a graph. Besides the original arcade mode, this version includes new super easy and premium modes with difficulty settings adjusted for beginners and veterans, respectively. This version also includes options to change the color of enemy bullets lock rank at a certain level threshold or disable it entirely. The arcade and Saturn soundtracks are included along with a remastered arcade score and a new remix soundtrack with music from the Battle Garega Complete soundtrack album. And as far as the reception for Battle Garega, in Japan, Game Machine listed Battle Garega uh, on their March 15th, 1996 issue as being the eighth most successful arcade game of the month. Three reviewers from Japanese Sega Saturn Magazine gave it an 8 out of 10 each, and Famitsu gave Battle Garega Revision 2016 a score of 32 out of 40. As for the overview, Battle Garega is a vertically scrolling shoot-em-up with first first button used for the firing, uh, the main weapon, and the second button to use smart bombs. In order to power up the main gun, the player must collect small bullet items, which will power up the gun when picked up in certain quantities. The player can also find occasional large bullet items, which automatically power up the gun to the next level. Bombs work differently from most shmups in that the player will find small bomb icons scattered around the stages, often dropped by land enemies. Picking up these will uh, picking up these well small bombs all over the place uh, will raise the player's bomb power, which is upgraded into a full bomb after collecting a certain amount. When pressing the bomb button, the player consumes an entire bomb as long as it has one in stock. Otherwise, it'll consume the bomb meter from a shorter or sorry for a shorter 
and weaker effect. Uh, by picking up a option item, the player ship is equipped with a option drone for extra firepower for maximum for a maximum of four options. By pressing the corresponding button, the player can change the formation of the ship's options, which with five basic formations available normally. There are also secret formations which are activated when the player fulfills certain requirements. These requirements are based on missing a certain number of and type of item before picking up the next available option icon. The player can also cancel a special formation by pressing the formation button. Canceling a special formation puts the player straight back into spread options. Battlegrega introduces a dynamic difficulty system known as rank system, which would be used in all subsequent rising titles. Based on how well the player plays, the game automatically adjusts the difficulty, becoming tougher the better it's played. The game constantly keeps track of how many items are picked, how how much powered, or sorry, how powered the player's ship is, uh, and even how many shots are fired, increasing the difficulty accordingly. The only no, no it was it was how much powered up. The yeah, player's I ship. know. No. <laughs> just I just messing with you. The, good correction. Yes, it sorry. was it was written incredibly weird. This is what happens when I don't proofread it after I copy. Uh, let's see, the only way to decrease the rank is by losing a life. Thus, the game forces conservative gameplay, not powering yourself up too much too fast, not firing when there's nothing to hit, and even not destroying some enemies, as well as losing lives on purpose, all in order to keep the rank low enough to make the game's difficulty manageable. Scoring is a fundamental part of the game, since a extra life is obtained every... Is that 100? Uh, uh, it's one every 1 points? million points, yeah. Okay. In Battle Garega, the player can obtain score by destroying enemies or shooting solid objects like the invulnerable parts of large enemies and bosses. The main method of scoring, however, involves the metal items. Each time the player picks up a metal item, the next one will come with a higher value. Their value uh, increases for as long as the player can keep catching them up to a maximum of 10,000 points. If the player misses a medal, their value is reset. Medals are occasionally dropped by destroyed enemies, but can also be found by bombing specific parts of the scenery. So there is a plot to this game. Wow. I was like, I couldn't believe it that there's a plot. I, I don't know if I believe it, because I've never seen it addressed in the game itself. But the plot. Matthew Wayne, a resident of a small country town, was a mechanical genius whose, whose aptitude and skills were passed down to his sons, Brian and Jason. After gaining leadership of his automobile factory from him, the brothers' skills became renowned throughout the county, or sorry, country, uh, eventually, the Federation approached the brothers with an extremely profitable contract to help produce mil- military vehicles for it. The Wayne brothers accepted the contract and created weapons without peer. Oh, excuse me. A short time later, the skies turned dark with the Federation's encroaching air fleet, and towns and cities everywhere were ravaged by these armies, including Brian and Jason's hometown. To their horror, the Federation was using the weapons and vehicles 
they themselves has designed to reshape the lands to their pitless will. <laughs> pit, 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 pitless. Pitiless will. There we go. Uh, taking up planes who designs had never been submitted to the Federation. The Wayne brothers prepare to destroy the Federation's mad scheme. Why was Matthew Wayne part of this? St- anyway, <laughs> I thought, I thought Matthew Wayne was going to come in and no, he just spawned the, the kids. <laughs> he set up the factory. He created the kids. Now I guess he's out of the picture. Yeah. <laughs> and the kids are like, we're gonna, we're gonna mess you up for messing up everything else using our stuff. It's kind of a it's kind of a cool story though. Like the um, protagonist is using the the antagonist is using the protagonist technology against them, but they beat it anyway because they're better. Because they because they have these special secret ship <laughs> plans that they never gave to the Federation. It's a, it's a yeah. good thing. Yep, you always got to have a backup, ace in the up the sleeve. You know. Yep. Um. So. I don't have much to say. It's not very interesting. So I'm just going to go first, Um, but I've never really played a shmup before. I've played games that are like it, like even Panzer Dragoon. I was reminded of Panzer Dragoon. Sure. Yeah. It's, it's a, it's a rail shooter. I would say, I would say rail shooters like loosely fit into the same category. Cause I love rail shooters also. Yeah. Yeah. So, but you know, uh, I never really played too much of this. I mean, I, I might've, uh, like the space invaders kind of count as a smup. Almost, yeah. I mean, know, technically, like, yeah, I, I would, <laughs> I would argue that it does, you know, maybe played a little bit of that dabbled in that, but I hadn't really 1942, you know, like everyone's yeah. dad has played 1942. <laughs> yeah. Including my dad. Um, yeah, that was the one video game I've ever seen my dad play. He he showed me on his phone. He's like, "This is the this is the kind of video games I play." So, hey, I wish, he would love Battle Garega. I know when he comes into town, I'm like, I'm gonna hand him a controller. I'm like, we're we're gonna play this. So just to just to mess with him, um, <laughs> so that we can play a game together, I guess. Uh, but yeah, I was thinking of him the whole time. I'm like, he would he would like this game. Um, I call this mind-numbing fun is it's just like you sort of like you can't really think because you just see all these lasers so you can you only have to like all these bullets and things explosions everywhere you can't really think about too much of anything you just kind of get in the flow yeah you know you you have to be focusing on this you literally can't think of anything else (laughs) yeah and i think that that is kind of cool it is like maybe that's why i like it so much (laughs) in a good way yeah it's almost like meditative because it's kind of just like yeah um you know, I, I, I'm trying to like, think of an example that doesn't sound like negative. I was thinking like if someone had static on a TV and they turned it up really loud, that's kind of like <laughs> how it is playing the game, but it's, it's not like that's unpleasant. That's not what this is. It's just, there's a lot of flashing lights and a lot of bullets and you're just kind of in the zone, yeah. <laughs> you know, I'm doing like, I'm doing little figure eight patterns when I'm just constantly bobbing and weaving around enemy fire. I had a lot of fun with this. I, I played basically through it twice. I, I got to some, 
one of the final levels bosses. And I died when I played by myself, but we actually played this co-op together. We were the Wayne brothers. Yes, <laughs> we were, you know, cause we, uh, we saw each other and we played together, uh, in person on, on your, on your PlayStation or we played on the Xbox. Yeah. Yeah. Your impressions? What's your feelings? It, well, yeah. My oversimplification of the game. <laughs> so I, I was first introduced to this game. I thought it was longer ago, but I, I was at an arcade convention in 2018 because I'd been going to this convention for a few years. So it's possible that I could have played it sooner. But when I looked back through the photos on my phone, that's where I was like, oh, okay, 2018. Um, but anyway, I, I found this game on an Astro City cabinet and just loved it. Like it, it, it wasn't by itself. I found like my favorite corner of that convention for the weekend. Like I, and I was staying there for the weekend. It's the first, it was the first time that I actually had opted to stay at that particular arcade convention for the whole weekend instead of just going for a day. And I was so glad I did. <laughs> Basically, like, I found Battle Garega, Dodonpachi, Muchu Muchu Pork, Hot Dog Storm, <laughs> and Dangan Fever on, like, all in a line together. And I, like, immediately knew that that's where I was pretty much going to be spending the majority of my time at the convention. Like, I found it, like, probably midday of the first day that I was there. And then because I was staying there over, you know, overnight and all day the next day and I had a room that I could go to I just would like duck out for a little while and I came back like at midnight so that I could oh. go back and play these when there were hopefully less people there but yeah. no there were a ton, I mean there were still a ton of people in the convention there weren't a ton of people playing these games because like it requires so much focus and it feels really hard to play when you're tired yeah um, totally but anyway, so yeah, I, I ended up switching between those games depending on like if there was a line at any cabinet, like I kind of appreciated the fact that like whoever set these up and I think it was probably all one person, like one amazing person's collection. <laughs> mm -hmm. They only had it where like it technically, well, it was, it was on free play, but only one credit at a time, like as in you have one credit to play, and then when that's exhausted, you have to start over. Uh -huh. So I liked that, even though this game is very difficult, because it made it so that you could rotate through faster, unless there was somebody really good sitting down. But, you know, you couldn't just, like, sit there and credit feed and keep playing it, even though that kind of would have been a fun way to play it. It just was nice... When, when, you know, when you have a number of people that want to play these games. Yeah. Yeah. So I ended up playing a lot of Battle Garega because it wasn't like it didn't have quite the same calling, I think, as the other games because it's not as bright and colorful. And like with what we were just, you know, reading, it's tough. Like it's a really tough game. And I, I think a lot of it has to do with the visibility of some of the bullets, which is what I do really appreciate about the new like revision 2016 version of this. Cause you can change the color of the bullets. You can make them pink and bright. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And which I, I particularly really liked that, that feature. 
Yeah. So yeah, I mean, I ended up playing this a lot. Um, you know, along with especially Dodonpachi. Oh my god, that game is so good. But anyway, um, yeah. As soon as I as soon as I came home from the arcade convention, I was like, where else can I play these games? And I saw I saw that Battle Garega was available on the Xbox Store and just like snapped it up right away. Same thing with Dangan Fever on it. Overall, like though I do really, really like this game, I still prefer Dodonpachi. Like if I'm going to direct comparison the two, but yeah. this is way up there. It's still like a really cool game. It's got a great art style. It's got great music. I feel like it's I feel like it's pretty unique in like the the bullet hell arena but i also say that with like not of course having a fully exhaustive knowledge of all of the kinds of bullet hell games that are out there yeah yeah i mean i um yeah i you're telling me i this is probably you know the only one that i've played you know at length or to completion or but those other games sound fun too <laughs> Well, this, this one, this one is like the, a big part of the reason why I picked this is because you can get it on modern consoles Yeah, and the super easy mode of this is one of the most accessible, super easy bullet hell games that you can play. (laughs) Yeah. Um, I did actually, I found this great sheet that somebody made this Google sheet that I made a copy of that's like this checklist of like 87 different things to do in shmups and go through in order. And basically if you follow this order, they, they claim to have arranged things in such a way that it truly goes from the easiest to the most difficult for, you know, for a beginner to get through. And this was like, this was in the top three as far as like the easiest type of like the, at least the super easy mode to try to one credit clear super easy mode, you're, you're almost not going to find an easier shmup to do that with. Yeah. Okay. And I, I failed to do so. <laughs> well, it, it, it just, it, it takes practice. It does take practice. Yeah. That's the thing. And uh, these games aren't very long, right? Like you could, no, I just through... threw. Yeah. Like right before we started recording, I just, I just did another playthrough in like 30 minutes. Yeah. Yeah. About 30 minutes. And so it's kind of like, you know, just doing a run, you know, you can do that over and over again if, uh, if you want to, but what I really liked, I really liked the version that we played because of the like extensive amount of accessibility features there are. Yeah. Um, like, and how to customize your experience. I mean, there are four different soundtracks essentially like and they might some of them only might vary slightly um i think i went with like i think it was the 2016 gold which i i think was probably yeah. the soundtrack version i think is what i that's what i had said it's a it's like, a good version i like <laughs> i i played through this for the show probably almost 20 times 20 times wow okay <laughs> um so because like i really wanted to get like i wanted to hear all the soundtracks i wanted to beat the game with every single ship 
Mm-hmm. Um, but then I also ended up just like achievement hunting and I got all the achievements for it. I'm considering getting all the trophies for it on PSN. <laughs> yeah. They come fast and furious. I know the first time I played through, I felt like the first level I, I popped like three trophies. <laughs> I was like, Whoa. <laughs> well, and then, know. and then you don't get them for a long time until you really try. Um, oh, okay. Okay. So yeah, so I played, I played through with every ship. Like you, you start with only seeing four, but I do really love that, um, they open it up so that you can use all eight ships and you don't have to enter any special code. Mm-hmm. Um, but also there was something I was going to say before moving on to that and actually was it about the, the soundtracks in particular or not yet. Oh, accessibility. so yeah. So that the accessibility stuff. So Base, so this is a M2 shot triggers like release and M2, the shot triggers series, the, all of the games in the shot triggers series have those type of options. They all pretty oh, much nice. have a super easy mode. Um, they, they all have so many different ways to customize your experience. Yeah. So if anyone out there is like, Hey, I, think this sounds interesting i don't know what to start with honestly look for an m2 shot triggers game um the downside to some of it is like if you want to buy it digitally there are sometimes only japanese release versions of them so you have to either have like a japanese psn or japanese nintendo account to be able to buy some of them but there you know you can also get physical copies on play asia if they're still in stock so anyway it's, it's, I think it's honestly like this, this game is one of the easiest to just like buy and pick up and play since it's on Xbox and it's on PlayStation. It's not on switch, mm-hmm. but, um, you know, hopefully one day, but yeah, so, so many of the, like so many of the shmups that I play nowadays are the M2 shot triggers releases of them. So anyway, if anyone wants to get into it, that's my recommendation. So now, yeah. I wanted to talk about the pink bullets though, too, just like, because I remember when we played together, I had trouble seeing the bullets. Yeah, me too. And you know, maybe pink doesn't work for you. They're actually, you can do blue. Yeah. <laughs> you can do like other colors. So I, th- I thought that was cool. So, um, so do we want to talk about the music in the soundtrack then? Yeah. This, it's kind of interesting because the only soundtrack that I feel like that I've, I've really, I mean, you could probably draw some comparisons to the music to like Gunstar Heroes, but some of the music, particularly like the boss music reminded me of like Sonic the Hedgehog boss music and okay. like the later, like, like death egg kind of like very like, you know, like very ominous kind of like dissonant tones to it. That's what it reminded me of. But that was really the only thought that really provoked other than that. I really liked the music. Yeah, man. I, I do really, really like the music. So when I was, when I was working on the outline here yesterday and I was like grabbing a link to it, (laughs) so that we could pull it up if we needed. I started it to make sure that it was what I wanted and then ended up listening to the entire soundtrack while I just worked on the outline without really like thinking about like, Oh, I'm letting this play, but I was into it. Like, (laughs) 
I really enjoy the soundtrack to this game. So if I'm able to find a, a source where I can easily put it into the show, I'll put something here right now. So enjoy. sorry i didn't find anything <laughs> and we're still just talking but yeah i do i do love um i do love the music like i i did listen to all the different soundtracks honestly because of everything that's going on the screen like i can't remember the distinct like anything distinct about them when i listened to them but i listened mm -hmm. to the primary arcade version probably the most and like, oh my God, it was funny. I even, I even had, so Thomas Middleditch, do you know that actor? No. You probably do. He does Verizon commercials and he was also okay. in, um, Silicon Valley. Oh, uh, okay. Okay. Anyway, uh, he, he streams on Twitch. <laughs> oh. So I was watching his Twitch stream while he was playing Call of Duty with this music going while I was working on this. And I was like... I was into it, man. Like it felt so right. <laughs> I was like, how, how do I get through life? Not listening to this as the soundtrack as I just move through my day. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, yeah, I understand. So it, it definitely passes the, like I could work to this sort of. Oh, for sure. Like, I know. feel like I was more focused. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. I do know the actor, Tom middle, Thomas Middleditch. I just, you know, didn't really, no name to the face, you know, but I've yeah. definitely seen. But yeah, he before. he streams on Twitch, so cool. I, I watch him every now and then. Because cool. I'm like, this is kind of weird that uh, an actor is playing Call of Duty right now. Yeah, yeah I, I know I mean, they're just people, but still, it's kind of weird. Yeah, it's just. I mean, it's interesting because you're like, I'm used to this is normally a character in the show, but I'm watching them do something that I do. You know? Yeah, like it's kind of interesting. 
All right. So yeah, check out the music. It's great. Um, and the next up, unless you have anything else to say on music is ships. Um, yeah. So I, I think I tried three ships total, like, and just, I didn't get to the special ships. That oh, you, the special uh, ones are so cool, man. I couldn't find it in the settings that I saw immediately. Um, okay. so like I didn't go searching for it. Like I did for the, cause there's, again, there's a lot. There's of so many settings <laughs> and like some of them, anytime you make a change to one menu item, it says, well, the game's going to reset. So hang on. <laughs> like if you want to oh, change yeah. that, we got to reset the game. So you can't like make all the changes you want, then reset the game. Every change requires a reset. And it does this little funny thing, which I think it's maybe part of the emulation where it sort of checks the RAM. Oh yeah. It is. Yeah. Like, it, it resets the ROM and starts over. So yeah. it does it's, it's RAM and ROM check. Yeah. It's, it's, uh, it's, it's interesting The the playthrough I did solo, I played, um, the silver sword. Um, okay. And then I'm pretty sure that I played also the Flying Baron and Wild Snail. I think with with you I did Flying Baron. Yeah, I yeah, like I said, I played through on all of them because I wanted the achievements. Uh, um, but out of out of the first four, I probably played with the Wild Snail the most. Like in all of my time that I have played this game. Uh huh. Um. So, but then there's also the secret ships and the secret ships. If you are playing this on the like actual arcade PCB, it says in order to unlock the Sorcerer Striker ship. So Sorcerer Striker is also another shmup that's made by Rising that oh. made this game. Uh, it says you must input the following sequence at the, at the title. So anyway, I'm not going to say what the sequence is because no one's going to like pause this go to an arcade <laughs> and like listen back Probably the most inefficient way yeah. to get this information. Yeah. So anyway, it's out there if you need it. Um, there's what Valhalizer gun Dolph Miyamoto and, uh, wait, hold on. Those are the, those must be the Japanese version names, but Miyamoto is the same. There's Bornum, Chitta and Gain. Oh, okay. so of those four, Miyamoto is awesome. <laughs> oh, okay, okay. You're like you're you're flying on a dragon. It's base, dude. It's basically top down Panzer Dragoon. Oh, okay, okay. That that is okay. That's really cool. I messed up. I messed yeah, up. Yeah, man. <laughs> yeah. Well, I think I was playing as Miyamoto when I when I sent you that message where I was like, you can. You could set an option and you could play the other ships, the secret ships. Yeah. I just didn't know there was anything like particularly special about the, I thought they were just like maybe cutting floor designs. Oh no, <laughs> they're, the they all look super cool. And they also have unique okay. bombs and unique mm -hmm. bomb animations. Okay. Um, so yeah, still totally worth checking those out. But, um, yeah, Miyamoto, well, I was going to say is super fast, but I guess that's, that's actually something I think we will talk about with the ship variants. Okay. Um, so basically each ship, there's four variants and there's a type A, type B, type C, and then type ABC. So type A 
as you're on your ship select screen with the four or the eight ships, whatever. Mm, okay. If you press the A button, there's no effect. There's no modifier. The, you, there's just your base ship version. Type B is a sp- like a speed boost, basically, and you move around the screen quite a bit faster. And that's chosen by pressing B. The type C, by pressing the C button. <laughs> mm-hmm. You get a smaller hitbox, so you're you're the standard speed, but you know the area that you can be killed is much smaller. And then type ABC is faster, and you have a smaller hitbox, and you choose it by pressing A, B, and C simultaneously. Or what I always would do was let the timer run out during the ship select screen. So like, as long as you don't pick it, <laughs> and it picks for you, choosing the Type ABC with Miyamoto is hacks. It's great. <laughs> okay. Okay. That's that's cool. Why did you tell me this when we played together? Because uh, I, I didn't to... know yet. Oh. <laughs> okay. I thought that this was weird because when I, I remember one time I selected a ship and I noticed the color of my ship changed. Yeah. And I was like, that was weird. I'll just ignore that. Yeah. I didn't. <laughs> that... So yeah, I didn't know this yet when we, when we played together when you were here. Um, I think I, I think I found out like a day or two later and I was like, crap, <laughs> this is like, I've already played this game for a bunch of hours and I didn't know any of this. Yeah. Um, so yeah, it's, I think that's cool too, because not only do you have ships that have different shot patterns, you also then can change your ship speed, change your hitbox or both. And like... Oh yeah, so also that that's part of it. Basically, like if anyone does decide to play this and follow the advice of like this being one of the easiest to one, you know, try, to try to one credit clear on super easy wild snail type ABC is what the recommendation is. Oh, okay. Um, but yeah, it's it's super fun and all the all the actually I guess I didn't really pull it up, but um, in addition to the ship variants, like all the options stuff that, that we were talking about previously. So whenever you pick up those little option things and it's a little green icon with like three little bullets, basically each one of those adds another ship essentially to fight with you and, and the formations that they were talking about, you know, basically it's just firing forward. You can press the formation button. They'll start spinning in some cases around and firing around you in a circle or fire yeah. behind you or like I, it's also different depending on what ship. So there there's, there's like a few different patterns that they'll do uh, depending on the ship that you've selected. But one of the really cool ones that I, um, that I've experienced where it's the, like, I don't know how I've gotten it to come up, but I think it's the, you miss a certain number of things and then get this, this item type of thing where the, the special little option ships were then basically like homing onto enemies. So I'm like firing forward. They're just like, they're just like zipping around the screen, like little fairies attaching themselves to these ships and just blowing everything up. Wow. Um, that's really cool. Yeah. And it, it was super helpful in some of the boss fights. Yeah, if it, it feels like it feels like hacks having these little gunships that follow you and you can, you know, sort of change the direction on when they're shooting, like 
shoot in all directions, you know, that way, yeah. wherever, as long as I keep moving, you know, I'm going to be pretty accurate. But, um, but that, that sounds really cool. <laughs> yeah. So there, like, there's, there's so much to this game that like, now that I've read a bit more about it, even though I've played it for a bunch of hours, like I'm still learning new things about it and, uh, and look forward to hopefully getting better at it. I still haven't like really graduated from playing super easy mode. Like I did, I did have to play through the arcade mode and through the like premium mode just to be able to satisfy the, uh, like all of the achievement requirements. Yeah. But yeah, I can, I could not get anywhere close to one credit clearing those difficulties at all. Yeah. I, so that, that's the thing is like when I played with you and when I played by myself, I was like, I almost got the one credit clear both times. It was like the last boss of the last stage, like just take, took me out. That last, that last stage is also no joke, but uh, I'm getting ahead of myself here. So, um, but maybe not because maybe it's time to talk about the stages. That was actually, yeah. that was the perfect segue. There you go. Yep. There we go. Um, so, you know, I, I didn't keep like a good memory of the stages, but I do like, click, I do like kind of, yeah, I was say click, ahead. click on the names of them. They do provide a little screenshot that might help. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Um, um, I really, I liked how kind of like simplistic though, like in scope, you know, cause you have like valley, plateau, factory, plant. <laughs> I'll keep going. Cloud, base, and airport. Um, Taking the fight back to the Federation. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I, so I, I liked that, you know, all of the stages, they have sort of a palette or backgrounds that sort of match. Um, like, I don't know, factory, almost like, uh, I was going to say that plant reminded me of like chemical zone, but I think I'm thinking of something else actually. (laughs) So, um, it might've been factory, um, from, from Sonic to chemical plant. So I could, I could see that there, you know, it was more the bosses that I found particularly memorable about the stages rather than the stages themselves. But do you have any opinions on the, on the stages? Yeah. I mean, I, I think overall they're all pretty fun, but the, the cloud one, when you're coming up on those like big aircraft carriers in the sky. <laughs> yeah. And they're filled with loot basically like lots yeah. of things to grab. Like that's, that's a lot of fun. Yeah. Like I thought that was a really cool, uh, like really cool level and really cool area. Um, and then I don't know, just the, like, I think, I think both factory and plant, um, just like blowing up, blowing up all your creations basically. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, I, um, yeah, cloud, cloud was, cloud is really cool though. I have, I've just second that one cause that, that one's like, I feel like I'm stocking up like all the things that I'm going to need for the final boss or yeah. <laughs> it's like kind of where you get your extra lives or your extra hit points and well, and, and in cloud stage five is crazy too, because it has the most bosses. Yeah. Yeah. 
Yes. It basically like gives you a boss rush and then it's like, cool. You still got quite a few bosses to go in the game, but like here's four to beat. <laughs> that, that's kind of what I noticed too. It did feel like, I'm like, I feel like I've seen some of these bosses before. <laughs> like, yes. Sort of. Yeah, actually it, it repeats uh, the first two bosses are the first, like the first two bosses in the game are the first two bosses of the four bosses that are in level five. <laughs> oh. Um, well, since we, since we are talking about bosses, um, the very first one we see is the nose Laughin or laughing Laughin loud Laughin. <laughs> <laughs> Um, but yeah, it's, it's basically, it's just a big bomber and it, it feels very, it's funny. It feels very like dystopian 1942. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like Mad Max ish 1942 uh-huh. kind of stuff going on. Um, but it's, you know, it's the first boss. It's not that hard. Um, but basically it's, you know, some of the attack patterns of it is what makes me think of something like 1942. Yeah, I don't, um, I don't feel like I had difficulty with really any of the boss. Like I didn't, I didn't think the bosses really killed me until I got to the end. <laughs> yeah. Like, you know, it, it, at the difficulty we played on, none of the bosses are, are super crazy. Like the next one, mad ball, mm-hmm. um, it's it's almost kind of a joke. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's yeah. got the little circular things, and it shoots out its lightning at you a little bit, but you just have to kind of get over and up in the corner of the screen, and then you're fine. And then you just take those things out, and the fight's over pretty fast. Um, yeah, it, it's kind of like an interesting boss and concept, but also very just very easy. You know, very you breeze right through. Yeah, and then uh, for stage three, we got the ST-22 Earth Crisis. This is a ground-based boss that's on tracks. And then also kind of has these, like, little arms that come out and drop little things, like, drop little enemies out on the, like, out on the play field, I guess, out in front of you. Yeah. Um, but also not super crazy, not not super crazy bullet patterns. Again, this is on super easy. I'm sure it's a lot more difficult on the higher difficulties. Um, and then for level four, what we have satanic surfer. Oh, I didn't know that was its name. I liked, yeah, that's really cool. I didn't know that was its name too. I was going to say that stingray boss that I really like because you sort of fight part of the boss and sort of it flies in and then it docks with a larger part of itself. Yeah. Like it makes itself basically way bigger and then you have to fight that. <laughs> yeah. It, it just I, like Voltrons. <laughs> yeah. I thought that was so cool. <laughs> so th- that was, um, that was a highlight for me. Yeah. Like I, I really, I do really like a lot of the boss design and like the progression of the boss fights just in general. Yeah. Very creative. I think. Uh, and then when we get to cloud again, it's the, it's the first two bosses. And then the third boss is one called Slayer. And it's this huge plane that like, you're not really attacking it in, in the traditional way that you would, where you're just like, 
hucking a bunch of bullets at it. Like you're flying kind of over it. It's, it's so massive. It can't be seen on the screen all at once. So you're basically just attacking different parts of the boss until you take like until you take out enough of the pieces all around like the body of the ship to have it, you know, destroy. I think this is one of the bosses too, that sort of like backs up and then like fires up the thrusters and just like burns you with its burners. Oh yeah. That's, back. that's, that's the next one. Black Oh, that's the next yeah, one. That's, okay. that's the final one. That's like, it's also, yeah, it looks like a, it looks like what the heck is that called? Did you already, did you already say what it was? It looks like a stealth jet stealth bomber stealth bomber. Like, there we go. Yeah. Yeah. No, I didn't say it, but there was, um, yeah, you kind of take it. It's, it's interesting. You take out a few of them, like smaller ones. And then there's like one bigger one at the end. Yeah. Um, mama sting, so, mama stingray is mad. Yeah. Yeah. It's just sort of like, yeah, back, they, they sort of back up on you and then it sh- fires off the blasters. And if you're just behind the ship, you just like take a hit immediately. The old so. black heart. <laughs> oh my God. Wait. This one's called Junkie Monkey. <laughs> oh, dang. Oh, no. This is the one with the crane arms. Oh, yeah. I was mistaken. Yeah. It's like little crab arms that come out and you have to... They're, it's like trying to throw bombs at so you or something. Earth Crisis. Oh, Earth Crisis is just a big old tank. Okay. Okay. All right. So, yeah. Yes. Junkie Monkey has the little crab arms coming out. It's a little frustrating though, because you can shoot off the arms without too much effort, but the arms keep coming. They're like new ones can keep coming off to replace well, it. Well, thankfully it's, though, like if they if they look like they come in contact with your ship, it doesn't blow up. Like your yeah. ship doesn't blow up. Thankfully, it's like there there's I guess there's some depth. You're up above it, but it even but it doesn't really look like it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's hard to convey the depth, <laughs> but. Um, all right. And then there are three bosses in the airport level, the final level of the gang. Uh, there is King Crimson, this giant red looking jet that's very similar to uh, Slayer regarding like you, you can't see the entire ship on the screen at once. Like you kind of are shooting other, other pieces of it as you're coming up onto it. Uh-huh. Um, and then once you take that guy out, we got Blackheart again, Mama Stingray. Yes. Uh huh. And then, and then lastly, Glow Squid. So it's basically like a smaller version of King Crimson. <laughs> uh huh. And then, and then its final form after you blow it up is just this capsule that's like pooping out bullets at you, basically. <laughs> and like, zigzagging all over the screen and getting real weird. Um, yeah, I think this is the one that killed me in. Oh yeah. This, this is always where, this is always where I die. Like I was, so, you know what? I think, I think last episode I, I said I had a no death run. I don't know if that's accurate because it was really hard. Like I was really trying to get a no death run and I got to, Honestly, there was probably like 10 HP left on the boss when they finally killed me. Yeah. <laughs> like that's the best that I've done. Or I was like, damn it. I thought I was going to get my no death run. Yeah. Um, but anyway, that didn't happen. But what, so one cool thing about this game is that 
every time you play through it, it saves your replay. So it saves your score and it saves your replay. Oh, interesting. And it also puts your score up on the global leaderboards, which for a super easy mode, I noticed I'm number 128 um, out of like, I think it's only like 800 and something people on Xbox. So not a huge following for this game. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, well, I guess super easy. I mean, I wonder if there's different numbers on PlayStation because it sort of came out a year earlier and that. I, and like, I wonder if there's more, if there's more scores posted on the standard difficulty. <laughs> yeah. Standard difficulty. I mean, it's sort of like, I mean, a lot of these games, you know, um, are sort of, you know, focused or, or most popular in the, you know, Japanese region, for example. So, you know, there might be a lot more in the Japanese consoles and yeah, probably a lot more scores posted on the higher difficulty. But when you go to Xbox, easy difficulty, that's, that's, you know, a lot of subsets. Yes. (laughs) I am the Xbox easy difficulty subset. Yeah. (laughs) So I just, I think that's interesting. I mean, I'm glad it released on Xbox. That's sometimes it'll be like, yep, it's coming out on PlayStation and nowhere else. <laughs> like, yeah, I mean that that's what happened with the M2 Shot Triggers version of Ketsui, which is also a cave game, and Cave mm-hmm. made Dangan Fever on and Dodonpachi and anyway. So yeah, that the Ketsui only was released on the PlayStation Four in Asia. But I have I have a physical copy of it. Um, but it was also actually so Ketsui also released, and I'm gonna stop going down this tangent at, in one second. Ketsui also released um, on the PlayStation Three in Japan and the Xbox 360. And I can't remember if the Xbox 360 version is region locked to Japan or not. Um, mm. But I believe I have that version too. Anyway, and you have a Japanese Xbox that you can I do play that on basically. <laughs> so, yes, one exclusively for all of the amazing shmups that were released for it that did not come to the US. <laughs> yeah. Cuz you know, there's like me that would be really excited about it <laughs> and like I don't know who else. It's it's not a really big genre, but because that was all the things that we have to talk about with Battle Garega, unless you got anything. Uh, no, no, I just I had fun with it. I would consider playing more now that I've played one. So <laughs> I think that that's you know that's something. That's you know I like to I like to say that sort of a video game connoisseur. I try lots of little things, but I usually don't go too deep in any rabbit holes in any particular genre, right? So jack of all trades, Swiss Army knife gamer, that kind of that kind of thing. Yeah, I mean I'd say that I'm I'd say that I'm similar, but there are definitely some genres that I get more passionate about than others. Mm-hmm. Um but let's see, what was I I was gonna say something because I was gonna go into something else about shmups maybe because i'm like this is my chance this is my chance to to try to grow the player base by at least one 
Um, oh, actually, so if if this genre is interesting at all, there's actually a wonderful, wonderful uh, YouTuber and YouTube channel by the name of Electric Underground. Um, mm-hmm. Guy named Mark MSX. He has wonderful videos about like all different kinds of games. He apparently has a podcast that I haven't listened to. Um, Hypocrite. <laughs> just kidding. <laughs> hey, I watch his videos. Um, yeah, there you go. But yeah, he has, he has really great videos on the topic. Um, there's also another guy who makes shmup videos whose name is shmup junkie. Um, I like his videos, but his audio quality isn't as good. So that's why I tend to go over to Mark MSX mm-hmm. um, at, at Electric Underground and watch and listen to his videos because he's always recording with a very nice microphone. Um, anyway, though, I, I got to say, the production video quality of Shmup Junkie, his videos are pretty good. Um, so anyway, it's it's a mixed bag. So... If anyone's interested in this genre and learning more about it, those are two wonderful resources. And uh, I think I'll step off of my soapbox about these types of games and this game in particular, which again, I love it. Um, It's something I'm going to probably play for as long as I play video games. And I really hope they make an M2 Shot Triggers release of Doronpachi. Yeah, that would be great. but that would be one that I actually wouldn't try super easy mode. I would yeah. actually just go straight up for full arcade difficulty because that is the only way I've ever played that game. Yeah. And I can only like, I think I can make it to stage four on one credit. Yeah. You don't want to, uh, regress, right? Yeah. So, yeah. All right. Well, that's all I got. Anything else from you? Uh, no, I think that's, uh, I hope you link those, uh, those channels somewhere on the site that you were talking about. Now that, now that you said it, as I'm listening, I will, (laughs) I will add that for when I, I get this posted. This is a subliminal bookmark or a reminder for you. Yes. (laughs) No, it's great. Cause whenever we say, oh, we'll put this in the show notes. It's only when I'm listening, when I'm editing that I'm like, oh yeah, let me do that. (laughs) Cool. Um, so yeah, no, that's all I got. All right. Me too. Should we get in that time machine? Let's do it. Let's let's go. And we have arrived back to the present day, which again is the past for you, listener. It is November the 17th. The year is 2022. Do you know where your children are? (laughs) Uh, no. I don't, I don't have any. Have you talked to your kids about drugs? <laughs> uh, no. I'm like, what are all the things that used to come on TV? And then my dad would call me. <laughs> he would just call me sometimes because they'd be like, do you know where your children are? Like whatever stupid thing on TV. <laughs> and he'd call, call he'd call and be like, hey, where are you? Uh, like I'm home AT&T <laughs> I'm home because you called the house phone when that was a thing and he's like cool I just wanted to make sure because the TV asked me if I knew where you were oh my god <laughs> at least he's honest at and I'm like all right like, thanks dad at least he's not like how was your day you know <laughs> something very artificial. you know and then it would turn into talking for an hour about nothing it's basically <laughs> an episode of Seinfeld yeah 
Yeah. Anyway, um, all right. Well, uh, <laughs> if you're somehow listening to this for the first time and you'd have no idea what the heck this show's format is, well, I guess we're late on explaining it, but now we're going to talk about the things we've been playing. <laughs> yeah. Um, well, uh, I played a little bit of Overwatch too. Not as much. Yeah. It's It's still there, but like... I think I played it on three different days over the course of the past two weeks, as opposed to practically every day. Um, so yeah, it's it's Overwatch. It still has the battle pass I don't like. And um, the toxic players, though, I've heard that you found a way around the toxicity. Yeah, I just turned off chat. Yeah, I just how turned about that? it off. You know, I can't, I can't see the say. smack that people are talking. So I, yeah. I feel better. <laughs> <laughs> Look at that. <laughs> hey. Um, so yeah, also played uh, some more Persona 5 Royal on the Switch. I have completed the first dungeon now. I can't remember if I did last time or not. Um, I think I might have been close. But yeah, completed, completed the first dungeon. And uh, a few days, few days past that now. And uh, progressing the story towards the start of the next dungeon. Um, And then also during that fun weekend that I was describing that I got to have recently, um, staying at that Airbnb, I also took my Switch and dock and everything and connected it to the TV. And we played some Fibbage 3 with our friends, which was a lot of fun. Yeah, that's that's fun. I like... um... I like Fibbage. That's the one where you have to come up with lies, right? For um, yeah, like there's to... there's a question on the screen. Everyone has an opportunity to put in a lie for what uh-huh. the answer could be, and then you know to try to trick people into picking what you did. And yeah. uh, there was one one game that I got close. Like I think I came in second, but then like I just was bad for the rest of it because I kept I kept focusing more on making myself laugh at the stupid answers I was putting, <laughs> as opposed uh, to trying uh, to win. Yeah. So, yeah. Uh, whatever. I still had fun. <laughs> yeah. It it, it kind of reminds me of playing like Cards Against Humanity and having to put cards together to make like something funny. Um, yeah, but I'm, I think I'm like, I think I'm better at trying to make up jokes than to try and come up with lies. I'm, I'm, I'm pretty bad at fibbage. So I'm just, this is what I'm trying to get to. <laughs> yeah. Well, it was fun. I love fibbage three specifically because I really like, really like the art style that they use. Um, it's very like, it's very 60s, 60s kind of art with 70s kind of colors, mm, if that makes okay. any sense. Yeah. Um, yeah, but it's it's fun. It's got a nice, nice stylized thing going on. Um, and then before I mentioned the thing that we both played last night, I ended up playing uh, some Detroit Become Human because my, my partner and I had just finished having some dinner and then we were like, what are we going to do with our evening? As we were like, kind of like staring at our kittens because <laughs> that's just what you do when you have kittens. Um, and she was like, oh, hey, we should play that game. Because I brought out like that game, meaning Detroit Become Human. Because I like I've I'd have I've had my PS4 out in the living room for a little while now since we've been having our game nights. And... 
But when she was like, that game just kind of like gestured vaguely over towards the PS4. And then I was like, heck yeah, let's do that. And oh my God, we're at a really intense part of the story. I think we're almost done with the game. Like, it's good. It's so good. And oh, it's okay. it's funny. One of the like one of the paths that that I or that we both picked last night, it's like two percent of people did this. And I was like, Ooh. what? <laughs> I'm oh, like, how wow. could only two percent of people have done this? Yeah, there was there was one thing that happened to one of the characters last night that I was like, I didn't think that would actually happen. I okay. I thought I was calling a bluff. <laughs> uh okay, okay. So Yeah, I have to play that. Um that might be a good game for me and my partner to play. Dude, it's it's really good. Like okay. I, I'd say from the from from a shared story perspective, in being able like, I don't know, I, I really have enjoyed playing this game with my partner and like primarily having her make the decisions but then sometimes like last night when things were getting intense i'd pause it and then we could still see what all the options were and then we're like i don't know i don't know what to pick i don't know what to pick right now (laughs) like (laughs) it was it was a lot of fun um so yeah i definitely recommend that game and i I, now it's made me want to check out heavy rain and um what was the other Uh, one beyond two souls yes and beyond two souls so yeah, D- Detroit Become Human. I think it would have done better if they had come up with a better title. <laughs> I'm just gonna say I think that's a terrible title for the game. I agree. Okay. Yeah, because it's not, all about I, androids. Yeah, like why are we? What Detroit? What like it, ta- what it, ta- it takes place in Detroit in the future in like twenty twenty thirty eight or something. Yeah, yeah. It's just like. um it reminds me of metal gear solid and there was sort of, and the idea was, I don't know if it was a Kojima thing or someone else, but they had a fascination with putting like three words together that have no contextual sense. The the three of them together, almost like a little poem. And that's what this reminds me of Detroit become human. (laughs) I see. Yeah. So it's just kind of like, (laughs) it's like horse stapler. Um, battery that's, that's like those <laughs> randomized passwords that <laughs> come oh, <up> yeah <laughs> so um so yeah great great game and actually you know what uh you can start talking then we can both talk about the thing we played together oh okay yeah yeah sorry i, I forgot because i saw you were at the end of your list so yeah. i was like oh no. okay um yeah so uh still playing sims 4 i don't really have anything to report um sometimes though with the sims i will decide okay like i have too many sims in my household i have to like break things up at some point like or there's too many children to take care of or something like that happens and i need to make a decision about the the game and Sometimes when I don't know what decision I'm going to make, like which Sims I'm going to continue playing with and which ones I'm going to abandon, this is when I stop playing the Sims. (laughs) I'll be like, I just don't know how to continue the story again. It's sort of fueled by your own imagination. Yeah. I've been playing that still when I need a little bit of a chill experience. Um, The random holidays that come up are really interesting. Like, um, there's there's one that you can make up your own holidays 
to be like whatever you want. Like, and, and, you know, maybe that's decoration as part of it. You can set up different conditions to like satisfy the, uh, goals of the holiday. And the goals don't really do anything except for if you complete, you know, more than half of them, you get positive moodlets. If you, uh, don't complete any of the goals, then you get sort of negative, like, you know, you had a bad, um, I don't want to say it's Thanksgiving, but they called it like autumn fest or something like that. They have these generic, you can, okay. you can change the name if you want. <laughs> but, uh, there was, I forgot which one was, was winter was Christmas, but they have like the Santa Claus like character who's called father winter who shows up. Um, and you can change things about that too, whether it's presents or food or something like that. That's, um, okay. So you can make your own holidays. I, I think that's kind of interesting. I think there's a lot of depth to that. That's, um, you know, that's kind of funny. This being just an expansion to the Sims 4. Dude, I, I would, I would go full like office holidays of like Recyclops for Earth Day. <laughs> yeah. And Belschnickel for, <laughs> for Christmas. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. That's, uh, that's perfect. And that's, what's kind of fun about that. And that's, that's what's actually, you know, what some people actually do when they play the Sims is they sort of reenact, they create characters from their shows that they like to watch and then let them live out their lives. Sometimes it's, sometimes it's you. Why have I never thought of this? Yeah, I know. That's what, that's the crazy thing, right? Like you can, you can make everybody. Here I come Sims. I'm going to recreate the office cast. It's free to play. (laughs) So, and you can, you can go around, you can turn off aging. You can go around the neighborhood and be like, this is where Dwight lives. And (laughs) this is where Pam and Jim live and all this, you know, absolutely. Like I I recommend anyone check it out. I just think it, I think it's so fun and interesting. Going to, going to create some office fan fiction. There you go. Based off of go. the Sims. <laughs> yeah, it's really, I mean, it's really, it's really silly and it's really fun. So, and now you talking about that makes me want to do it. So, <laughs> um, I played, I played SnowRunner for a few minutes, um, on my Steam Deck when I went over to, uh, like some family's house, you know, like that's, that's been really good. I've been inclined to go places more often with the steam deck because now, you know, it's, it's like cool if, um, you know, I don't feel like socializing at some point anymore. And it's just about hanging out. Cause I mean, it seems terrible. It's like, well, why aren't you spending time with your friends and family? Why are you on the game? It's like, well, I, I'm, I might, I might not have even shown up <laughs> not for the scene as bad as that sounds. Like I wouldn't have gone. I'd be like, actually, I just need some me time on the game. Perfectly happy to sit on the couch in the steam deck and people, you know, we can, we can still talk and yeah. converse and things like that. It's just doing it together somewhere else. Yeah. You know, I don't, I don't know. I don't, I, I think that that's kind of a cool, that's kind of an aha moment for me. Um, so, and I mean, okay, you can say you're, I don't care, Andy, you're still a terrible person for doing that. <laughs> Everyone's on their phones anyway. Dude, don't even get me started. <laughs> so, like, I'm, I'm much less distracted. I get so frustrated sometimes if I realize I'm sitting in a group of people and I'm the only one looking at everyone. <laughs> 
<laughs> yes. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. I'm just like, why am I even hanging out with you guys? It's all just like, it's all just phone time. Come on. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. So instead of being on my phone, which I, I generally try and avoid, like literally if I'm, if I'm death scrolling through or doom scrolling through anything, I'm home basically alone or doing something very routine yeah. with my household members. But anyway, Steam OS has been great. Um, or Steam Steam Deck. I started putting Steam OS down because I'm. I just I, I like I like saying Steam OS. I think. Yeah, I mean, I think it technically <laughs> is running Steam OS, even if it's the one that's like made, uh, specifically for the Steam Deck. Yeah, correct. Which will be released one day publicly. At least that's that's what we. Woo. Yeah, I mean, people actually have already because Valve will let you download the recovery image. Yeah, people have already taken that and started throwing it on PCs instead. Cool. <laughs> so it works. There's a little bit of hackery involved to get it to recognize your, you know, GPU and work properly. But um, they're, you know, Valve is saying that better a better version of it is coming for more PCs. Cool. But, um, do we want to talk about the same thing or should I talk about other stuff first? Whatever and, you want, man. I'm here um, for I'm it. A, I'm going to get a couple of things out of the way okay. first, then we can talk. Um, I've, I picked up a game. I said, I've, I purchased, uh, earlier in the show, a God of War Ragnarok. I couldn't resist. It was, I was purchasing something else entirely at Best Buy and it was like, Hey, Hey, God of War comes out tomorrow. I'll, I'll, we'll, we'll ship it to you. Like you'll have it same day. And I'm like, oh, sure. Do you sure, also want there. this video game? Yeah, exactly. Exactly. I'm like, yes, yes. I want video game. And, um, so I started playing that and that's what encouraged me to get the sound bar because I'm like, I'm really enjoying this, but I'm like, <laughs> I feel like this could sound, better, though. <laughs> you know, like I, this, is, this is pretty much one of the marquee video game experiences. I'm using this old ass sound bar. Like <laughs> I should. Um, get something more immersive and yeah i'm uh i'm it's it's more i'm again no spoilers here um it is more it really feels like a continuation of uh god of war 2016 except for a lot of the environments and the places that you go are bigger (laughs) <laughs> so okay. it's kind of like some of the areas, you know, and I'm not, they have specific names, but I'm not saying them since you haven't played God of War 2016, but some of the areas you go through, um, are feel kind of linear and tight and sort of confined. Um, this, and, and but you had like one big hub world in 2016. Okay. Now you still have kind of the hub world situation, but now some of these more like what we'd call like, like instead of a hub and spoke, these sort of smaller pieces that connect to it, it's more like hub and then like big spokes, like big areas that you can explore. So okay. it's more like they decentralized it a little bit. But anyway, it's I, I it's really fun. Um, I really like because I got to one portion. It's kind of like, hey, we can go over there to continue the story. Or there's some side quests over there. And then it's, it's kind of like, well, which way do we want to go? And you can choose. And you're like, do I want to beeline it? Or do I want to go like really explore and get some cool loot and stuff? That's cool. Um, yeah. And I'm like, I'm going to go to the side quest because I really want to just kind of, I'm not rushing to get to the end of this game. Uh, I want it to last. So I'm going to just keep playing it. But um, yeah, it's really, really, really good. Really good. I want. Uh, 
I want you to experience God of War one day, one day, 2016. Yes, um, absolutely. No, I, it's it's something that is it's been sitting on my PS4 for a while. I just yeah. haven't I haven't had the itch to fire it up and play it yet. Like I finally did when I played through Spider Man, and then I just burned through it quick because it's so good. Yeah, yeah. So th- that was the thing is like I had a pretty similar experience with God of War. So when you feel when that does happen, you're going to you're going to really like it. I think you're going to you're going to have a blast. Yeah, I got to do the same thing with The Last of Us 2 at some point. Yeah. It's just yeah. so heavy and intense. It, it yeah, that it it can be. It can be. I think God of War does good because it feels more wholesome, but in a way. <laughs> so another game I've been playing. I played this, okay. PC game exclusively on the Steam Deck. So coming back to the Steam Deck, Evans Remains. Uh, I picked this up on sale because uh, some there was I saw it in a Discord and I was like, oh god, this this looks so cute. I want to wish list this, and I just wait for it to go on sale. And it was like a really cheap. It's like a ten dollar game that I got for five dollars. Um, nice. Really cool, like PlayStation One era pixel art. I guess I would say, it's, you know, like it's it's much more detailed than something that you would see like on the Super Nintendo. So probably okay. like thirty two bit range. I'm I'm saying uh, or thinking. Yeah. Um. So part puzzle platformer, part visual novel. So. And sometimes there's a little bit of pacing issues with that. Like a lot of the game, they, you, you do a puzzle. Okay. You do another puzzle. All right. There's some text and some dialogue. Um, and then you go back into another puzzle, another puzzle. Okay. You get a little bit more story. Like it, it doles it out pretty well, but there's some pacing issues that come up at a few points in the game. I feel like I was going through story elements for like 10 minutes. <laughs> I'm like, okay, next puzzle, please. <laughs> like <laughs> I want to go back to the puzzle. So I feel like it could have been, I think at some point um, there aren't enough levels. It's not a very long game. I think you could probably be burned through it in a couple hours. Um, but depending on how your puzzle thing is, you can also skip the puzzle. Like if you find the puzzle, this is too frustrating. There's a, you can just hit pause and sit, skip puzzle to oh. put you past it. So, so if you get too frustrated, I was stubborn and I was like, no, I'm not leaving until I finish this. I figure this puzzle out. So, um, yeah, it's a fun little game. I recommend it, but this is something that I would not fire up my PC to play. I wouldn't have even bothered, you know, if I'm going to get on the PC, I'm going to play the Sims or, or, uh, snow runner or something like that, you know, but for a 2d side scrolling puzzle platform or visual novel, like I'm not going to run my big hot and heavy PC <laughs> just to play that. So I think that that's there's lots of these games on Steam that are simpler that just seem to fit the Steam Deck well, and I deliberately held off from playing this until I played it on the Steam Deck, and I thought it was cool. perfect. <laughs> so, uh, good music, good chip tune music too. So that's that's all I'm gonna say. <laughs> cool. Yeah, I'll have to check it out. Yeah. Um, we both played something together. Yep. Rock and Stone. Rock and Stone. <laughs> yes, some deep, some deep rock galactic. I also played with uh, Tony Kama, the creator. 
Um, or in, that's his, that's his Instagram handle. It's yeah. Tony, the creator is his handle. Anyway. Um, yeah, I, I, I checked out some of the new event stuff with the, uh, um, I talked about the, the, it's like a, it's called the plague. It's like the rock plague, rock, uh, rock boils, something like that. Anyway, you have to shampoo and, and vacuum up the, the mess. But, um, <laughs> did we, did we do a meteorite? Did a meteorite strike when we played? No. Okay. So at some point, sometimes it'll be just like, Hey, meteorite inbound. And the screen just sort of like this red circle, kind of like Wally, like just starts to like get bigger and bigger. You're like, Oh, okay. I got to get it out of the way. And then just like, boom, this thing, it, you can then drop some mining equipment, which is kind of like, not like a pump jack, but like smaller, like a, like a ammo drop. Okay. And it has little hoses that come out to these little hammer things and you have to defend them uh, while it mines and enemies will spawn and come out. And it's like a, a, a random mini objective that can happen, which I thought was fun. That's cool. Yeah. Yeah. They've added so much to that game. Yeah. Um, I did play a bit. I, mean, I won't shut up about the Steam Deck. I did play a little bit on the Steam Deck, which I think, bef- you know, before I said it did not run well. Um, the first time it didn't run well, but the second time I went back to it, it actually runs pretty good. Okay. The, um, it's, it's totally fine. It doesn't draw too much power. I had it, you know, just humming along at 10 watts of power, which is, you know, two hours plus of playtime. I thought it was fine. Um, just like average, basically the, uh, only thing that I have, I'm struggling with a sound bug that other people are complaining about, but don't have like a true solution to how to fix it. Um, like I just have no sound. Oh, that sucks. So yeah, weird thing. But other, I mean, they do a really good job of alerting you of things on screen. So I actually can play through levels pretty without sound, but yeah, it would be nice to have sound. Um, do you remember anything about our play playing in particular or anything of note? Um, I mean, nothing specific, but it's always fun. Yeah. I think we took on one of the bosses, the, um, it's a giant cube thing that shoots out a matrix core. Oh yeah. Um, that was, that was kind of, that was, you, you said that was the first time you did that. So yeah, there there was cuz it what the, what the heck name is that for that mission type? Like a yeah. sabotage or something? Uh uh I think corporate, it, espionage? corporate espionage okay. something like that. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, it was my first time doing one of those and I I think that's been around for a little while now. Um but I was, you know, going through my tree of stuff for the Steam version, which I think I've played more on the Xbox version like the windows play anywhere version. I think I'm more leveled up there, but yeah. And I think it's still on game pass. I'm dreading the day that it goes away, but I'll probably just have to buy it at that point. Yeah. I, I think I own it there. I'm pretty sure. Uh, I think it's called industrial sabotage. Industrial sabotage. That's what it is. Um, and then there is, I'm I'm hoping to I'm on the wiki. I'm hoping to find the name of that boss of whatever uh the caretaker. That's what it's called. The caretaker, <laughs> okay. The caretaker. Yeah, it's interesting. So 
Um, but that's that's all I got. I feel like I've been playing one more thing, but I I can't remember. So yeah, there there's a couple other things. Like I I I did start playing a. Actually, I've been playing two future games for oh. the podcast, which you also know about this future game. I just didn't okay, but you're not going to talk about one of those future games yet, right? I'm not going to talk about either of them. Okay. Um, but speaking of future games. Why don't you tell the folks at home what we're going to be playing next? All right. So um, this kind of came up sort of spontaneous because Mash was asking me, what do you want to play next? And I'm like, I haven't thought about it at all. I've been, you know, too focused on playing God of War Ragnarok. And I'm like, oh, wait, God of War um, would be kind of fun to play. And uh, Mash is like, I got it on my PS2 right here. It's ready to go. I'm playing it right now. and. I was like, okay, I think I can get an emulator running on the Steam Deck. And I sure, sure as heck did. I do own it. <laughs> um, I just don't have a, my, my PlayStation 3 needs work. So um, anyway, but it's, I'm, uh, our next episode is going to be the original God of War for PS2, which came back probably all the way back in 2002, I'm guessing. I think it was. Like 2005, I think 2005, it was the release. Okay. 2002 is way too. Yeah. 2005. Um, so that's, that's exciting. It's really kind of fun to play Ragnarok and this game at the same time. Um, it's been years for me. I, I think I definitely played the HD remaster on PlayStation three, but yeah, I was considering playing that way, but then I was like, Oh wait, I have it on my PS (laughs) two. Yeah, and it actually, you know, looks pretty good too, right? Yeah. So. Um, I gotta say, I know that we did our special console episode about the PS2, but dang, the PS2 still looks pretty good. Like the yeah. games on it. Yeah. And I've I mean, and I've never played I've I've never played through any God of War games. So like within the first like five minutes, I was like, this is fun. Why haven't I played through this? <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. I think, uh, I think, you know, I know you're a fan of Bayonetta and I think it, there's kind of a, some similar veins there. Oh dang. Um, Bayonetta three came out. Yeah. Yep. Ah, oh, okay. No, but keep, <laughs> keep focused on the objective. Play God of War. Yes. Yeah. I, I understand. I know, but it is, yeah, my objective is both God of War games right now. So <laughs> I'm enjoying both of those. So uh, yeah, that's it. Next time we'll be playing God of War, and I'm excited to revisit this one because um, I've played a lot of God of War games in between then and now. So, Well, I am looking forward to hopefully completing my first God of War game, so should be should be fun. If it's anything like what the first hour of the game has been like, I'm sure I will really enjoy this game. Yeah, yeah, it's, um, yeah. It's it's pretty consistent. I'll just say that. Cool. <laughs> all right. Well, is that it? That's it. That's all, all I right. Got. Let's get the heck out of here. So, hey, everybody, thanks so much for listening to the show. We, we know there are a lot of podcast options out there, and we appreciate you taking the time to put our words in your ears. It really does mean a lot. You can check out our website at www.retrogametimemachine.com, and you can subscribe to this podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Good Pods, and probably any and everywhere else. Uh, you can join us on Discord. You can follow us on Instagram, not Twitter anymore, by Twitter account. Uh, you can also support us on Patreon. Come join us next time when we talk about God of War. May your video games be fun. And bye for now. 
see you.